welcome to the MWT podcast with Tiffany. What up? And me, Lisa. Um, today's podcast, we'll just get right into what we're drinking today, Tiff. Today we are doing a sober podcast. So today we are drinking Tropicana orange juice. Um, Lisa is drinking the no pulp variety and I am drinking some pulp and that's because they didn't have one with a lot of pulp in it or else I would have gotten that one. I like a ton of pulp in my orange juice. I know pretty much nobody else does. You like tons of pulp? Yeah, so like the most pulp you can get, that's what I normally will get. They did not have it available at the gas station that I stopped at on the way here, so... I, I had like, to do the sum. Okay, I, I usually always drink no pulp, which now I've got used to because for some reason when Calvin drinks orange juice, it has pulp in it. The pulp really it irritates his throat. So we have to get strictly no pulp. Oh, okay. So I used to be able to tolerate like some pulp, but now that I'm so used to drinking it, I can't. So even the thought of drinking the orange juice with a ton of pulp like kind of disgusts me <laughs> you know and the crazy thing is i was raised on no pulp mm -hmm. like we would get orange juice all the time with no pulp but mm -hmm. then i discovered that you could have pulp in your orange juice and mm -hmm. i really enjoy it but do you like chew it or do you just swallow it um i think yeah i chew on it a little bit well, maybe that's why i mean feel like you're eating orange juice right Makes sense. Oh, legit orange, so... Now, I would say this does have some pulp in it. Like, even though does it says it? no pulp, look at it, you can see it. Yeah, it just has a little bit. I mean, just a little bit, but... Dang, Lisa. But I could like taste a... it. I could tell when I was drinking it. Just because... But I am. I'm just so used to no pulp now that... And usually we get the, the no pulp low acid. Like, that's what... That makes sense, because I imagine juice. the acid would... Yeah, I guess bother his heartburn. throat as yep. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you drink no pulp now, does it kind of gross you out? No, I mean, I can drink it like if you had no pulp, mm -hmm. but if you're giving me a choice, I'm going to choose an orange juice with pulp in it. Hmm. I actually like the unpasteurized one from Mariano's. It's my favorite. Unpasteurized? Yeah, I'm so they fresh it. squeeze all their oranges. Oh, yeah, I love orange juice. Yeah. And now that I do like. Now, if it's like a fresh squeezed orange juice or freshly like um, juiced or whatever, mm -hmm. that is delicious. Like that doesn't even bother me if it's chunky, and I think it's because it's fresh. That's kind of weird. No, yeah, probably. But I mean, if it's the texture is the mm -hmm. problem, I mean that's a weird I don't really thing. Think, I don't know if it is the texture. I don't know if I just don't like the taste of the orange juice that's been already processed and sitting, and then with the pulp in it. But if it's fresh squeezed, like juiced or whatever. It does not bother me at all. I can just juice it and drink it. You know, you know what's funny? I can't have um, orange. Like, I can't peel an orange. Like, you know, you bite mm -hmm. into the, the peel of the orange. Mm -hmm. I can't do it. it. It actually irritates, like, my lips and everything like that. Wait, my, you bite the peel of an orange? Yeah. So, like, when I peel it, sometimes it's hard to puncture it with oh, your I nails or whatever. I... So, I normally mm -hmm. just, like, bite a little bit off the peel mm -hmm. and then I peel it, you know? Really? And it normally, like, my lips start to, like, sting. So I think I, I have why. some of a, like, like, an allergy to it. Yeah. Maybe a little citrus allergy. Maybe. Which is weird um, because, like, orange juice and stuff like that doesn't bother me. at all. No. That is weird. It's just the, the peel. I wonder what it is in the peel that would bother you. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's, like... I mine, though. Do you? Like, I put a little slit and then I peel it. I, I feel like that was, a, like, a waste of, like, dish. Like, you gotta wash more dishes if you do that. Well, I'm not biting it. 
Because peels taste disgusting. It's true, but the peels, yeah. like, you can boil them, make your house smell well, amazing. I, do like boil them I don't and, um, eat the peel. I mm-hmm. just simply, like, you know, you bite your teeth into yeah. it and then you just peel. But you still taste. That's true. You do. No, and then I used to actually have, like, an orange peeler, like, from Pampered Chef. Like, they made this little, like, little orange thing. It was orange plastic piece. On one end, it had, like, this little thing sticking down, and it had kind of, like, a, a round thing that came to a point that you just put the... You pulled down the orange, and it sliced the skin only. I didn't... Yeah, I've never seen uh-huh. that. And then the other side is kind of like a little scoop, so you can just kind of peel it back. And that's how you peel your orange. Do they still sell those? Because I've sure. looked at Pampered Chef Google booklets, it, and I've never seen that. Die. But I bet if you Google it, I bet it'll come up. But I think you can even buy them at the store. Like maybe Bed Bath & Beyond or something that has all kinds of like odd gadgets. Plus it has to be reasonably priced for me to even consider well, something like that. I think they're only a dollar. Oh. Yeah, no, that's good then. I can just do a dollar. Just like the little, um... If it was like 10 bucks, I'd be like, ah, fuck it, I'll oh, just I bite into it and peel it. Bucks, no. It's probably only a dollar. And then like, um, yeah, because they have like those for a dollar and they have those little tiny like knife slicer things for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, we want to know if our listeners drink pulp or no pulp orange juice. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. The battle rages mm-hmm. on. And that's so funny when you said you were going to have people say that because on the radio the other morning they were talking about on B96 about pulp or no pulp like like it can be a serious like people are saying it's like a serious deal breaker in their relationships it's not that, it's not serious, that serious for me right. it really isn't no that's not I, I mean I think it's kind of fun to see like how mm-hmm. people are and what their tastes are so yeah. it's fun for me um if my significant other only drink one kind and I drink another you just buy two jugs. Yeah, two jugs or like me like I said, I'm personally not that strong and mm-hmm. like it has to absolutely oh, yeah. if it doesn't, it doesn't. I prefer it for myself if I'm buying it to just get pulp. Like I would really be interested. I hope people do comment about pulp or no pulp because the conversations that were on the radio and the things that people were saying, I was like it's freaking orange juice. It's not that expensive and it's not that serious. It's funny what people consider deal breakers in a relationship. Orange juice. That to, that to me is not. Like those I wonder how you guys last in a relationship with like that being your main your like deal, deal breaker. breaker right? Right? Like really yeah. that's even in a deal breaker category. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I really hope people comment because the stuff it was just crazy. I was sitting there listening like, Are these people serious? Like this is what they have to worry about in their life? Like, orange juice? But maybe that is all some people have to worry about in life. <laughs> it might be. It's orange juice. <laughs> and well, I don't know what to tell you guys at, at yeah. that point. Yeah. Can't help you. No. Mm-mm. I can't even say good for you because that's not what I'd want to worry about <laughs> in my life. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. No. Mm-mm. There's no good for you. All right. Do you have any story time? What I don't do know. What have we been you? doing this week? Oh, my sister's birthday party was this weekend, and it was another episode of Drunk Bitch Chronicles. So I've been Mm -hmm. saving all my Snapchats just so that way I can compile a whole video set. Like, have you guys seen the, like, Hey Elizabeth, or Mm -hmm. whatever they're called, where Mm -hmm. the girl's, like, super drunk, little tiny thing, and she's, like, doing keggers and push-ups with frat boys and all kinds of stuff, and he's like, Elizabeth, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that's what I'm doing with my sister. And you're gonna... I'm, I'm just saving Drunk Bitch Chronicles. Does she know you're doing this? 
Yes. I mean, I put on Snapchat, and yeah. she, she knows that they're on there, and she hasn't given me a stern, like, you better not yeah. post them. I After know. the first one, she I just laughed. I saw you guys, and I'm like, I don't know what the heck they're drinking, because Amanda looks drunk. Um, I had seven shots. Amanda had upwards of, of like, 12 or 15 shots. Of what? I had a shot, well, yeah, a shot of Hennessy, because they made me shot it. I had, like, six shots of tequila. And I think I figured I out... I were standing up. Yeah, somebody told me some, like, a trick, and I was like, oh, this works, because, like, the tequila's cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, lime. Most people do the tequila and lime and salt mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But she was like, no. She's like, just chase your shot with lime, no matter what you're shotting. Like, mm-hmm. she was doing fireball. And then chasing it with, like, a lime. Not oh, my sister, but one of the girls shots there. Shots fireball? Yeah, mm-hmm. see, and I told her, I was like, I can't do fireball. Oh, my God. I it kind of makes me, like, yeah, kind of sick. But um, mm-hmm. I can do tequila. So, yeah, we went through several bottles of... Was it a good tequila or, like, a... Uh, we did. I did Patron. I did oh, something yeah. with a D on the bottle. I did another one. Like, we went through, my like, gosh. three or four bottles yeah. of, of um, tequila. Mm-hmm. So, you can imagine how much drinking was going down. But I didn't have nearly as many as my sister. She she had way more than ten. Yeah, well, I saw her video of her throwing up again. Yeah. And Manny was like... Oh, um, she, um... Mm. She put her hand in her throw up, and I was trying to like lift her up, and mm-hmm. I couldn't. So like, like one of my friends was like, "Tiffany's the wrong person. She she can't lift nobody up." Mm-hmm. So she couldn't lift my sister up either. So I I started laughing, but I was trying to like make sure that my sister didn't get like throw up all over the couch or the rug yeah, at someone else's house. You know, they weren't you guys at somebody totally. And her throw up touched my hand, and I was like, "I'm done." I don't even know how you did that, because you don't even like throw up. Exactly. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, I need paper towels now. I wiped her hand off, like, all the throw up off of her hand, and then I went and washed my hands, and I was like, nope, I'm not helping with her anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Took off her pants in the middle of the living room with people still in the house. Like, Oh, my God. I did did not videotape that portion, because I was like, um. But, yeah, we had to, like, throw a blanket over her, and... Well, why just... did she do so many shots? Well, first of all, she turned 30. She just got, she was just peeking it was her in your 30... bathroom here. Not it that was, long. Yeah, exactly. It was her 30th birthday uh-huh. and it was her going away like oh, since they're moving out of state. Okay. So well, that would, yeah. it was like a combined party. That was and hard too. Yeah. And her boyfriend's um, family is like peer pressure, like a motherfucker. So they were making her do all these shots. And I was like, oh Lord Jesus. Oh no. Was anybody else that drunk and did all those shots? Um, several people were quite uh drunk. Mm-hmm. I don't think to no, not to her extent, but they, everybody <laughs> was pretty drunk. Now, well, it was probably hard for her too for her going if it was her going away party. Yeah, because when are they leaving? Well, she starts her new job May first, so oh, they're yeah they're gonna go down there and look at places, mm-hmm. and then she's got to go out there. Um, her boyfriend and her daughter are staying out here because her daughter's got to finish up school. Oh, yeah. So, and they are, their lease isn't up till the, like, end of May mm. over here. So, that's, it's just going to be her down there. But hopefully they're mm. going to get everything set up with the house. And um, I think that's what they want to do is rent a house for a year and then... So they found a the place buy. they want. No, yeah. they, her company, her new company is flying all three of them out there to go look at places. So. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. really nice. Yeah. Wow. Most people would be like, well, 
here's your one expense. Like, here's your money, and now you do whatever with it. Right. Do what you got to do, girl. you know, fine's expensive. It is. Especially to there. Yeah. So. And that many people. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Wow. All right. Any cool. story time for you, Lisa? Um, no, we kind of had a, well, Saturday we went to my parents' house and died at Easter eggs and hung out there for a little while. Well, all day, really. But that's it. Sunday we didn't do much, which was nice. Not bad. No. Boring last week for me. <laughs> which I don't mind, actually, at all whatsoever. So. All right. Well, I don't know if anybody knows, like, alcohol or alcohol. Oh, my God. We're not even drinking alcohol. And I can't no. even talk straight. April is Alcohol Awareness Month. Um... So I thought we would talk about that today. So each April since 1987, the National Council of Alcoholism and Drug Dependence has sponsored Alcohol Awareness Month to increase public awareness and understanding, reduce stigma, and encourage local communities to focus on alcoholism and alcohol-related issues. So I really would have thought, like, alcohol awareness would have been around since way before then but I was kind of surprised there wasn't like a strong push to yeah, identify it, to work on it I think everybody I kind of laugh because day. my sister was born in 87 and here I am telling you guys story time <laughs> about her 15 shots that she did yeah and it's alcohol awareness month which I didn't mention before but that's why yeah. we're drinking orange juice and not that's okay. our typical alcohol mm-hmm um, also, they have, um, for Alcohol Awareness Month, there is an alcohol-free weekend, which this I absolutely did not know, because, I mean, since we're doing the podcast, we could have probably participated in it, but it's from March 31st to April 2nd, um, which is designed to raise public awareness about the use of alcohol um, and how it may be affecting individuals, families, and the community. So, like, every year from March 31st, well, it would probably have to change. I'm assuming it's like that first weekend. Of April? Of April. Okay. Yeah. Is, oh, is like a worldwide alcohol awareness. I didn't know I that. Never heard, I've never seen anything about it, heard anything about it, which is kind of surprising because so much stuff goes around Facebook, like of all this other awareness and yeah. you, I've not seen one thing about alcohol awareness on Facebook. No, because, like, I saw all kinds of news about National Beer Day. Yeah, National Beer Day, Sibling Day. I think today is Pet Day. Nah, I swear like, there's a Sibling and Pet Day, like, more than once a yeah, year. Yeah, I totally agree. But, um, yeah, so I'm really just kind of shocked that there wasn't more of this type of thing going around. Because I have not saw one thing. And we're in the middle of April now. Um... So, well, these statistics, I couldn't find any current, more current than 2015, but I'm sure they're probably higher now. But, um, binge drinking and heavy alcohol use, it talks about in 2015, 26.9% of people ages 18 or older reported that they had engaged in binge drinking in the past month. 7% reported that they engaged in heavy alcohol use, um, 7% reported that they had used it in the past month. And then, um, then it says adults 18 
years and older, 15.1 million adults ages 18 and older had um, the alcohol use disorder in the world. So what's the difference? So do they call it alcohol use disorder or is mm-hmm. that a different variety of being an alcoholic? No, or is that, that's well, what- Some things say like it depends on where the like I went on um, like alcohol awareness dot com pretty much and then googled it and then just different articles like some people call it alcoholism some people call it alcohol use disorder and some just say alcoholics so at what point do you become an alcoholic does it, does it yes, mention that it does so let me find it i do have it in here um you threw off my phone. i'm sorry i, I like she's like it was coming up it's coming so in that um and that's for ages 18 and older. Like, that's not even 21 and older. Well, it's I mean, 18, 18 and older covers 21 and older. Well, I mean, like, it's for, that's underage as well is what I'm saying. Like yeah. The 18. So, um, it says that includes the 9.8 million men and then 5.3 million are women. Okay. So, so I don't think that surprises me that men have no. a way higher percentage just based on... People I know, not just on a personal level, mm-hmm. but, like, just interaction with in a general sense. Right. I know far more men that consume more alcohol on a regular yeah. basis than women. Yeah. So then it says, for youth who are 12 to 17, an estimated 623,000 adolescents ages 12 to 17 have an alcohol use disorder. 298,000 are males and 325,000 are females. So in that age group, the females outweigh the males. That's weird. Yeah, it is really weird. But you know what? Yeah, Mm -hmm. when you say that in high school, I knew more more girls that drank drank than I did guys. Which is weird. Now that I'm thinking about it, I did know. Which is crazy because you would think even at that age, if that many girls drank, they would just keep drinking. So it would stay the same, but it totally Or maybe because, like, they've done their share of Mm -hmm. drinking, and now for them it's like, okay. Now it's over and boring. Yeah. Yeah. So it says that in 2015, an estimated 37,000 adolescents, males and females, received treatment for having an alcohol problem. It's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. Um, it says an estimated 88,000 people, so that would be 62,000 men, 26,000 women, die from alcohol-related causes annually. Um, it makes alcohol actually the fourth leading, um, the fourth leading preventable cause of death in the United States. Now is that like drunk driving, uh, liver disease, it doesn't all say, that kind of stuff. Okay. It doesn't say like. It just categorizes, I think, all together because of alcohol. Okay. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Um, well, when you think about the drunk driving, if that's what, you know, considered in that category, mm-hmm. then I could see how, because it's not just you're drinking. Now, all of a sudden, you're drinking and you're killing Other whole people. cars worth of people. Right. So, to me, it, it kind of, that number doesn't seem as unrealistic or as large as we imagine. Yeah, that's what you would think, I guess. Yeah, once you say it that way, that's totally true. Like, I mean, it's sad, don't get me wrong, but I don't find it Mm-mm. extremely surprising. So I totally can't find the part I didn't um, 
See what the it's classification a, I, was. Well, I think I didn't highlight it. So let me tell you a quick story. If anybody at work listens to this, I'm be in trouble. Yesterday we only had a half a day of patience and I wanted to go home early. So my boss said I couldn't. So what did I do? I did all my research for the podcast at work. So I have everything printed out instead of like roared out on my phone for me. Um, well, here's what, here, okay, so here's five facts known for Alcohol Awareness Month. One is actually about binge drinking, um, which is actually less than you'd guess. So it says, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, heavy drinking is defined as eight or more drinks per week for women. So Damn it, I binge drank on Saturday. Yeah, I, yeah. And I was okay. That's yeah. the horrible thing. I know. And it's like, that. Like that's when I'm like, okay, so if somebody goes home and drinks a glass of wine a night, and then maybe on the weekend has a couple, like, they're literally considered an alcoholic to their doctor if they ask you a question. Like, it would go in your chart wow. that you are an alcoholic. And maybe you're not an alcoholic, because it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have it every day. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's crazy. And then it says, but it's 15, so that's for women. Did it say that? Yeah. Yeah. So then it says it's 15 or more drinks per week for men. So like there's a total of six different drinks there. No, seven drinks. Yeah. Cause it's seven. eight to 15. Yeah. Seven drink difference between men and women. I mean, I'm pretty considered. much like a dude. So, I mean, is it cool? No, no I'm not know. skinny. So can I be a man? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then it says, you know, the binge drinking, is the most common form of drinking for people. Um, it is, and then this one says, is defined as four or more drinks during a single occasion for women. So you are considered a binge drinker if you sit down on a Saturday, Sunday, whatever day during the week, you go out with your friends, and you have four or more drinks. You are considered binge drinking at that point for women. Dang it. I know, I'm like, dang, this is kind of like... No, but for men, it's only, it's five or more. So it's not that much different than women. So women's four or more, you have become a binge drinker. And I'm like, well, what if you go out on a Saturday with your friends and you're sitting at... Because we've done it. Sitting, yeah. Having four or more beers. Are you you're binge drinking then? Like, Yeah. But I guess for some, it doesn't just stop there. People keep drinking and drink daily that much. So, um, But yeah, men's five or more. So I'm like, wow. So then it says, the legal American drinking age is, and then I can quote, kind of 21. So it says, the National Minimum Drinking Age Act of 1984 requires states to prohibit anyone under 21 from buying or publicly possessing alcoholic beverages as a condition of receiving state highway funds. Yeah. So... Um, but it says it does not, however, and I think we kind of talked about this on one of our other podcasts. We did with yeah. the age one. Well, yeah. And then it says, um, it does not, however, um, explicitly prohibit, um, consumption. According to the Federal Trade Commission, states may have limited exceptions, including those relating to religious activities or, um, parental consent. But all states only permit family members to provide alcohol to minor or on private property. So if there's an adult at your house and you're drinking there and you're under 21, 
Like, I'm assuming that means if the police come, get called for any reason, your parents can't be in trouble because they said that you could drink? Like, is that what that means, you think? Because mm. if it's, if they can't prohibit it and it's okay to, for them to let you do it in your own house, right? Yeah. I'm not sure who would be calling yeah. the police to your own house. Well, I mean, house. if somebody's having a party, you, you know, like... Well, if your parents yeah. say it's okay, but I think also that those kids' parents have to give them consent as well. Like, you can't, as an adult, give another person's mm -hmm. child beer and stuff. Well, yeah. Right. And then, um... And then it says, number three is drinking can be dangerous, which we know that. And it pretty much says, um... And well, the only it didn't really talk about assault on the other one. It did talk about death, but it says assaults more than six hundred and ninety thousand students between the age of eighteen and twenty-four are assaulted by another student who has been drinking. Um, sexual abuse. It says more than ninety-seven thousand students between the ages of eighteen and twenty-four are victims of alcohol-related sexual assault and date rape. So. These are all, these ones under the drinking can be dangerous, really just talking about, you know, students, but it's like, I wonder what that would be if it like included everybody, you know, like how much that number would probably fly up there. And then it talks about, um, number four, signs of alcohol poisoning. It says when you binge drink, basically your body can no longer process the alcohol, which causes the blood alcohol concentration to rise. The clinical signs and symptoms range from minimal impairment, decreased judgment and control, slurred speech, reduced muscle coordination, vomiting, and stupor, S-T-U-P-O-R. Yeah. It says that's a reduced level of consciousness, consciousness, to coma and death. Yeah. And then five is um, drinking responsibility. Responsibly is actually pretty easy. It says, and then it talks about colleges again. It says, in many colleges, alcohol is an abundant as laptops. And then it says that 70% um, of students say that it helps them break the ice, enhances social activity, and gives them something fun to do. Be careful when you indulge. And remember, the, older, the old adage, everything in moderation, is never more true than when drinking alcohol. So... I think that's a fair assessment. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, definitely. Oh, and then it says also, like, the next page, like, always know what you're drinking and how much alcohol is in it. Um, it says never mix alcohol drinks and energy drinks, which I I would probably be dead if I, I can't do it. Have you ever mixed? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I tried vodka and Red Bull one time, and... Mm -hmm. It was okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like energy drinks personally, period. I don't like the way they taste. They don't really give me energy. They actually kind of make me feel sick. Yeah, that's how I am. I don't um, like the way I feel. So, for me, yeah, it's... I've mm -hmm. tried it before, but it's not something that I Yeah, really I don't drink. even like energy drinks. So I think I have one time in my life tried the vodka and Red Bull, and it was just my heart... And I just didn't like it. And it says... You should always drink, which I have read before and I already knew this, you should drink water. So you drink like a glass of alcohol, drink a glass of water. A glass of alcohol, drink a glass of water. So whatever your, your ratio should be the same. 
water to alcohol. Well, I know that they also say that the reason why people mm-hmm. are typically hung over the next day is actually because you are now dehydrated. So mm-hmm. now you feel nauseous and sick. Mm-hmm. And so the water is meant to rehydrate your body. Right. So, yeah. And then it says the last one under like being responsible is never drive while buzzed, much as less drunk. Lisa. Okay. Not just Lisa. I'm not the only one guilty in this room, I'm sure. You've never drunk, you've never drunk buzzed before. You've, we haven't even been drinking and I cannot talk. No. You've never drove buzzed before? Yeah, you're right. Probably slightly buzzed. But, like, if I think if I felt, like, really buzzed, mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah. leave. I would just mm-hmm. sit, drink water. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the good thing about, like, my friends and my family and, like, even mm-hmm. Lisa, like... They'll volunteer to be like, right. I'll pick you up. Like, if you need yeah. me to get you, I'll come get you. Right. So, and then there's a magical thing called Uber these days. And I am not the blackout drunk type. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about passed out, but I knew I was at home in my well, on my own okay. couch. Right. I knew that I was going to sleep. It's not like I just woke up and was like, how did I get here? Yeah, like, exactly. No. Like, I went to sleep when I got in the car because I was like, I don't want to be sick. I walked in. I probably could have walked in on my own accord, but I think Sturro for like being that crutch for me. But really, I I could have walked yeah, to the yeah. door. But I already knew like no, you need to go inside. You need to just go to sleep. Go to sleep. That's bad boy band re- or boy band mm-hmm. review, but that's okay. <laughs> There's no we'll ca- we'll ca- actually. I'll catch him again. But, see. Right? So um, like, but Uber is super easy. Like I have this thing where I'm scared of. I don't know if I could go on an Uber by myself with somebody driving that I don't know just because I would feel kind of awkward and that's just me. Yeah. Because, you know, people are psycho. So you never know. But we, me, Calvin, and his cousin, I think I said on here for the St. Patrick's Day podcast, we Ubered and it was just fine. Like, no problems whatsoever. And I think Uber, you just download an app and I don't know how you pick the people or how they come to you, but... You just basically put that you're ordering a ride Mm -hmm. and, you know, essentially the general area you're going to go to and then whoever's Mm -hmm. closest by can decide if they want to pick you up or not like that. Um, I've taken Uber, like not by myself, but yeah, with friends before. Mm -hmm. Um, I know if I'm going to drive, then I don't really drink a lot. Mm -hmm. And and I'm normally at somebody's house where they're like, "Hey, you can stay." Yeah, you know, you yeah, stay. you're fine. Yeah, actually. And I know if I got to drive, then I start cutting myself off and just mm-hmm. drinking water. Right. So it's okay for me to say no. I'm I'm okay with not drinking at a mm-hmm. party. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was trying to look at these um these warning signs. So I was looking at this article and it's like, "Are you an alcoholic?" 10 warning signs of addiction. Mm-hmm. So the first one was lying about or hiding your drinking. Mm-hmm. Two is drinking to relax or feel better. Three is blacking out regularly. Mm-hmm. Four is being a- unable to stop once you start. Five is drinking in dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. Six is neglecting your responsibilities. Seven is having trouble in your relationships. Uh, I think that means, like, friendships, family, right. not just, like, yeah, your romantic yeah. one. Uh, being able to drink more than you used to. Mm-hmm. Experiencing withdrawal. Trying to quit, but being unable to. 
So, I don't, I mean, I am able to drink more than I used to. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I didn't I drink think... at all for a long time. So, I mean, that's not too hard to. to yeah, really you didn't do. drink for a really long no. time, right? But I don't know if, like, the one where it says if you drink, I guess if you drink excessively when you drink to relax. But sometimes it's nice to go home after work and just have a cold beer or a glass of wine. Yeah, I think what the differentiation is, like, if you go home and the only way that you can relax or feel better yeah, is to drink, drink too much. then that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, if you go home and you're like, oh, I'm having a beer, mm -hmm. you know, and the next day you come home and you're like, I'm having a rough day and the only way that I can cope is beer, is beer mm -hmm. then that's what they mean by relaxing or feeling better. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the only thing that you can do and that's your go-to. Whereas, like, me, I'll joke around and be like, up, oh, today is one of the days I'm having a beer. Right. But in reality, I'll come home and I don't need a beer yeah. to relax. Right. So it's like, yeah. Nah. If it's there, it's there. If it's not. I mean, even if it's, it's there, like, you see how much alcohol is in my yeah. house all day long. And mm -hmm. I don't drink every day. I don't need to. And the problem for me is, like, I'll go out. My friends are like, let's have a beer. Mm -hmm. So I'll go and I'll have a beer. Right. So, I don't really get too, too twisted on, like, like, I was fine Saturday. Mm -hmm. Well, the other Saturday, though, that was pretty bad. I was like, oh, Lord, Jesus, no. The other Saturday? Which Saturday? The one I was supposed to go with you to. Oh, yeah, that Saturday. Oh, that yeah, Saturday. That was a bad but this Saturday. past Saturday, like, I drank, but I, I was but did okay. did you only have shots that day? I had one beer when the party oh. first started, like, early, early on. Oh, okay. And then from there, I had one shot maybe like an hour or two later and then after that i had oh, so about five out well i did five of them in like secession because like it was oh, very late geez. the kids had gone home with sterile i was staying like with my sister she's like let's drink mm -hmm. so we were doing shots but um i did those ones and then mm -hmm. i was like fine you know yeah, it's and then i was just Drinking water, talking with everybody, I'll hanging out, checking on all them. Like, you guys good? Everybody's right. good? Everybody okay. drunk? Okay, okay. Where's my sister? Oh, there she is. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> Couldn't miss her. Right? So. Even with the garbage can. All right. So then, of course, and we, we'll post these in the, on, like, description. I have, like, um, phone numbers. So it says, like, the national, there's a national, like, crisis hotline period, and it is 1-800-CRISIS-HOTLINE, and you can call that. And I think that's like for anything, 24 hours a day. Um, then there's one for a need drug or alcohol rehab. You can just call. There's a 1-800. It's 800-1-866-684-6303. Of course, it tells you if there's any kind of immediate danger, always obviously call 911. Um, and then there is for substance abuse and alcoholism. There's actually three different um, phone numbers you can call. So <clears throat> there is, and this is like for the crisis intervention, it's 1-800-234-0246. Um, this is for like just the alcohol abuse helpline and treatments. You can call 1-800-234-0420. And for support and information, you can call 1-800-331-2900. So that's the phone numbers. And we'll post those, of course. So we went on um, social media and 
you know, asked some questions and just said that it was for the month of April. And, um, you know, I gave people options if they wanted to message us instead of putting it out there, they could. And I actually got, um, well, let me actually, sorry, my phone is like acting so weird. Do you want to go? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. So uh, the question was, have you ever been affected by alcoholism yourself or someone else? If you are a recovering alcoholic, what steps did you take? Mm -hmm. And what encouragement would you give others with this disease? And I got one response from Janice. She said, my husband is an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. It has made him make devastatingly horrible decisions throughout our marriage. Divorce has been considered, but we continue on with our recovery and reconciliation. My suggestion, as someone who isn't an alcoholic, are to focus on yourself and your own healing when it comes to being affected by this disease. And it is absolutely a disease. Do your own self-care. Along with keeping up with your own self-care, you will begin to recognize enabling behavior and learn to detach from your loved one's destructive behavior due to this disease. Also, talk to someone. This goes for those who love an alcoholic or for alcoholics themselves. A therapist, support groups, your spiritual leader of choice, anyone. You are not alone and do not have to cope with this alone. That's good. All right, I got um, one Michael said... I hate the taste of anything alcoholic. I don't know if it's because I've watched close family members make asses of themselves too many times and almost let it ruin everything. One sober for five years, one yeah, not so much. Or I'm a puss, but either way, shit's nasty. Would much rather burn one. And I'm assuming that means smoke weed, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so then... Um, Shauna said you could reach out to my uncle, which she had wrote that right before I was coming over here. So I did. And she said he's very knowledgeable in this field and that it's his career. And then I got, and then some people were just asking, like, are you doing this for the month? Are you doing this like, or just for the podcast or whatever? And then I got another inbox response that said, um, I had an aunt growing up that was a raging alcoholic. She was a mean drunk. Then I was married to one for almost 15 years. It's why I don't drink much now since it runs in my family and I'm cautious. I actually stopped drinking for eight years because I was afraid I was becoming dependent on it. Which it turns out I wasn't, thank goodness. Um, and then she says that she sent me a message because she didn't want her ex or her child to see like it pop up. So yeah, that's what I got. I mean, I don't know. Do you have any um, alcoholics in your family? that you could think of um my mom said that her her dad was mm -hmm. and her her stepdad i believe mm -hmm. um so i mean my family is a lot of big drinkers mm -hmm. so maybe that's why i don't really see a big deal with mm -hmm. it um and mostly because they don't become belligerent right. It's not like they need a drink every day to function, mm -hmm. but when we have a party, everybody brings alcohol. It's mm -hmm. a good time. So, I yeah. don't know. That's why I said, like, what is it? What makes you an alcoholic? Well, yeah. What did it say? Five or more for Well, that women. means you're binge drinking. It doesn't make you an alcoholic, well, the though. One, the binge drinking was if you sit in half four 
for women it was four men it was five or more and then in a session session but binge drinking for a week would be more than eight drinks for a woman and more than 15 for a man yeah but that doesn't say that you're an alcoholic just means that you binge drunk that week so that's true i binge drank two weeks in a row (laughs) so i guess i don't know am i like on my way to becoming an alcoholic did I need the drinks? No. But it doesn't mean... Um, oh, so be, can, to be considered an alcoholic, it says for men... This now says for men, more than four drinks on any day or 14 per week. Women is more than three drinks on a day or seven per week. So, like I said, um, I was an alcoholic alcoholic. this week, and I was an alcoholic last week. Right. So... But I think to be truly considered alcoholic, you have to constantly do it. Like, oh, like every week or every day you'd have to have... Right. Above the amount. I don't know. Could I go? Could I go without drinking? Yeah. And it really varies probably from which clinic to clinic you go to, which doctor you see and, you know, i feel guilty because i feel excessive. like we're trying to explain away like well i'm not that but i'm like you know what what mm-hmm. is the true definition of it right do i need it to function Mm-mm. no can i go to an outing and have a good time without alcohol yeah absolutely and i think that there's people who can't like they feel like they i mean i've seen it firsthand not me or kelvin obviously but somebody in our family and i've seen it firsthand it's ruin their life it's ruined their relationship with their kids it's it's not the full cause of their divorce but it was part of the cause of their divorce we're in the relationship with their parents and just their life all around yeah for years now so and it's like that person cannot function without it so i think that's more of the breaking like can you function without it can you go without it can you yeah. If it's sitting here in your face, do you absolutely have to drink it or do you feel you can be like, I know I'm good. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like I said, we, we have so much alcohol in my house all the mm-hmm. time that it's like, right. if I really felt the need to have it, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have to even mm-hmm. make a journey. It's there within arm's reach. But yeah, I don't really sit here and, and drink at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we have guests over, right? you know, I'll partake mm-hmm. with people, but... I don't have to have a drink. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. If, mm-hmm. if the amount I drink makes me an alcoholic, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that probably, <laughs> on some weeks, it probably is up mm-hmm. there. On other weeks, I have right. the beer that we have on the podcast, and, and yeah, that's it. So. so, that's all I have on this. All right. Else? Nope, that's all I got to contribute. So, I will make one more comment on my orange juice. It was very pulpy for it to be no pulp. Yeah, I feel I feel bad, I mean, but I don't I, look, because I don't she's okay it. with some pulp. So. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, we so I don't usually... feel so bad. Plus, I bought it from the gas station, right. and the label clearly said no pulp. It does so say no pulp, but look at that. It's not like I shook the bottle around like, let me check. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, like, for me, obviously, I don't care because I don't mind pulp. But for people who are allergic to pulp, don't drink Tropicana no pulp. Because clearly you're it has getting pulp. pulp. It's all over the edge of the bottle. Yeah. Which but it's still good to me. That's true. I do see the pulp now that she's like yeah. holding the body. Isn't you can crazy? clearly see it, and she's a good five feet away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so if you're allergic, don't don't get Tropicana. No, because you'll be screwed. 
And it says it's pure premium, so that's even worse. What does that mean? I don't know. I imagine they like took special fancy? care. Yeah. <laughs> it's premium. It makes me think fancy. Fancy orange juice. <laughs> we had fancy orange juice on the podcast <laughs> so today. So it's Tropicana also. Yeah. Take that with you a know, grain of salt. Right. All right, so you can find us on all the major social media networks at... The MWT Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) What? You can email us at... The MWT Podcast at gmail.com. And you can call us or leave us a text message at... Wait for it. 331-684-8814. High five. And, you know, I may or may not have had that wrote down on a piece of paper. (laughs) And I may or may not have had to remind her to may or may not have (laughs) written it down on a piece of paper. Uh, Hey, whatever gets it, okay? So we're out of here. Yeah, that's it. Bye. See you.